Good morning. Today, I'd like to talk about life's little disappointments, how they arise, and how we respond to them. Imagine this. You're a child, maybe three years old, and your dad has just bought you your first balloon in your favorite color, yellow. As you walk back to the car, your dad turns around to say, make sure you hold on to it. But at that moment, your fingers loosen. It's gone. Imagine this. You're about 11 years old, zooming around the playground at school with your best friend. She seems a little distracted. She keeps looking over at some other kid, but you're having fun, so you don't think any more about it. It's hot, so you both go get a drink at the water fountain. Suddenly, she faces you and flicks water right in your face, turns her back to you, and runs over to play with the other kid, leaving you alone at the fountain. Imagine this. You're an adult planning a large family gathering. Fancy food, great outdoor setting with a tent. It's going to be amazing. Even your cousin, who is always critical, is going to be impressed. At the gathering, everything goes smoothly. People are enjoying themselves. You walk up to your cousin, expecting a quiet compliment, or maybe even a public accolade. But she says, Wow, it's so hot out here. I wonder if you thought about having the party inside. These are our little sufferings that happen to us every day. Because we are in this world, because we are human. Disappointment is not going to go away, so let's take some time to explore it. When does it occur? How do we respond? And what can we do to, if not prevent it, perhaps alleviate or manage it when it arises. Disappointment happens when we're anticipating a specific event, and when that expectation is not met, we feel a sense of loss, of having been denied something that we want or think we deserve. This can be accompanied by sadness or anger or some other negative feeling. There's an element of surprise in there as well because the outcome was unanticipated. It's in contrast to the feeling of equanimity. So, the core components for feeling disappointed. Anticipation and attachment to a specific outcome. There's some optional ingredients as well. Ingredients that can strengthen disappointment give it a nice boost. We can call this adding layers. Here are some examples. The I'm right and the other person is wrong layer. That was my parking space. I saw it first. If-then scenarios. If I wear the right clothes, the other girls are the, on the playground will like me. If I get this job, I'm all set. Assigning blame. Pointing fingers. She's the worst professor I've ever had. She can't teach. That's why I didn't do well on the final. All this mental layering on top of what has already occurred just increases our suffering. But we tend to do it anyway. Why? I don't really know. So what can we do to alleviate some of the suffering that comes from these everyday frustrations? There are things we can do in the moment, and there are things we can do after the fact that could help us prepare for when it happens again, because you know it will. 
So in the moment when we're caught off guard, what can we do? State the facts to yourself. A friend told me that when he starts to get irritated or angry, he tries to take a step back and say to himself, this happened. This thing happened. Just state the reality without the embellishments. It's a good technique for pausing in the moment. Something happened, yes, less than ideal, maybe the opposite of what I wanted to happen, but do I need to add to that? So that tiny pause can help us resist the impulse to add layers onto it. Then there's something I call the echo. Sometimes you get the gift of the echo of, a vo- of your own voice in your head right after you say something. Somebody has criticized you or challenges you, and you hear yourself responding in an angry or sarcastic tone. Did I just say that? This modicum of awareness provides us with a small space where we can pause before we do or say anything else, even if it looks weird to other people. It can just take a couple of seconds to regroup or redirect our mind. So if you ever get this gift of the echo, make use of it. It's trying to tell you something. So in the moment, the best we may be able to do is pause. That pause allows us to shift our mindset just a bit. Permit a little openness there to tell a different story about what just happened. Now what can we do after the event has occurred? When we have the time and inclination to do a bit of work on ourselves. Self-assessment. This kind of assessment involves a little more intense mind work. One Buddhist scripture tells us to be intentional with this kind of exploration. Here, we investigate how mindfully we handled any event. Was I heedful in making choices in my behaviors and speech? The founding master advises us. You must assess and check your mind over and over to see whether or not your mind ground is disturbed, deluded, or subject to wrongdoing, whether or not you have been making active progress in belief, zeal, questioning, and dedication, whether or not you have been living in gratitude, living a life of self-power, readily learning, readily teaching, and benefiting others. Okay. Now think back to an event that really made you feel discouraged or angry and walk through it step by step. When did you begin to feel that first tingling of disappointment? What was happening and what was going on in your mind? It may have something to do with intention. Here's an example. Let's say you were taking a nice morning walk in your neighborhood, as you always do. As cars passed by, you were smiling and waving to each one as you always do. A familiar white truck passed by, and you smiled and waved, but the person didn't wave back. In fact, you realized this person never waves back. Maybe you decided then and there never to bother waving to him again. He's such a grump. But wait, let's do some exploring. If we feel disappointed, that means we have a strong attachment to a specific outcome. The degree to which we feel anger, unhappiness, self-righteousness when something doesn't go our way is proportional to the degree to which we are invested in that particular outcome. 
Backing up from that, we can ask ourselves, what exactly was my intention when I wave and smile? Maybe the original intention was to see the Buddha in everyone. Or maybe, if it wasn't quite that lofty, it was just start my day out with a smile. But somehow that intention morphed into the anticipation of getting something back from people, getting some kind of acknowledgement from them. So here, we could vow to return to that original intention and drop the expectation of a wave back. Self-assessment can be difficult work. One thing that can make it easier is taking advantage of the very human tendency to notice other people's faults and quirks. Lara's talk on judging others a few weeks ago reminded me of this. While it's hardest to detect how we ourselves contribute to our own suffering, it's often quite easy to see it in others, isn't it? So, okay, next time our mind jumps to make that judgment about how someone is making it worse for themselves, let's turn our gaze inward and ask ourselves, how do I contribute to my own suffering? What tendencies of behavior or thinking, what characteristics do I have that make it more likely that I will feel and respond to a disappointing situation in a certain way? Going back to what I touched on earlier, perhaps your go-to response is finger-pointing. If you point your finger outwards towards another person, towards the universe, or as someone I know well does, blames certain technology companies, I say, grab that finger firmly and turn it backwards to yourself and ask what you did to contribute to this outcome. And what can you do differently next time? You can't control how others behave or how technology works or doesn't, but do take a suitable measure of responsibility for the outcome. Some people make bargains with the universe. If this flight is on time, I can relax. If my daughter would just take that job, I can finally be happy. Be careful of these if-then approaches to life. Let the mind open up and not get stuck on if-onlys. Other people tend to micromanage their experiences. Is this your go-to? Do you micromanage your friends and family? Not a good idea. When we do this, it's a recipe for many, many disappointments. One Buddhism teaches us the threefold practice. We've touched on all three in this talk. When we learn to pause, to calm our minds, and resist an impulse to react negatively, we're practicing cultivation of spirit. When we try to figure out when and why we behave in certain ways and think about how our negative responses may affect others, this is inquiry into human affairs. Inquiry into universal principles involves contemplating the principle of cause and effect. We reach at least some understanding or acceptance of our role in the creation of that feeling of disappointment and an understanding that attachments can lead to suffering. And finally, mindful choice in action. This can be quite powerful. This is where all our mind work gets expressed in the outside world, in our speech and in our reactions, and where others can be a witness to it.
Life is full of little disappointments. Life is full of joyful surprises. Uncertainty exists in every moment. What we are aiming for here is not to abolish all of those little irritations that come our way during the day, but to gain a level of contentment, of equanimity in the face of them. To not permit ourselves to be dragged around by our emotions. Do we want to be the kind of person that everyone has to tiptoe around? To emotionally cater to because we react by sulking or lashing out when things go awry? Do we want to add more layers onto our own sufferings? Equanimity comes from within. It is not dependent on the behavior of others or on external circumstances. When we take life's little disappointments with composure to the best of our ability, then we can not only reduce some of our own little daily sufferings, but we can be a model for others, perhaps adding a bit more equanimity into the world at the same time. Thank you.